2: PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes.
3: All right. Yeah, I know.
4: This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I'm the carnality under canvas that is Robert Wilson. With me, I have the bent tent peg that is... Lucy Freeman. And the last part of Freddie's cherry popping is you. This week's Dumpty Dum comes from Luke Hannington, stuck at the airport and creating something he describes as sounding like the radiophonic workshop from the 1980s. Lucy... If someone wants to send in a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that?
0: If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction or fall violently out of love with your partner for no discernible reason, then call us on 0203 031 3105 or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Um, thanks to Cosmo for his podcast roundups and for doing the Dumpty Dogs and to Derek going in the back bedroom. I've just seen Derek sitting on Auntie Cardboard Sun Lounger. She's getting annoyed with him as he's naked again and his calipso <laughs> is leaked everywhere. ha. <laughs>
4: On this week's episode, we have calls from Photo Voltage, who thinks we've not seen the last of Bonnie, Sussex Shepherd, who thinks Lizzie needs help, Magic Badger, who thinks Harriet's podcast is called Sandwiches, (laughs) Goddess Diva, who has some very exciting news, Auntie Jean, who's not keen on James, who is, and Blythe Spirit, who thinks Susan's gone too far. But first, let's have Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge.
0: Was patronise a towny day in Ambridge or open farm Sunday, as we call it. These are cows. You might have seen them when you were driving along the motorway, said David bewilderingly. Who grazes cattle on the hard shoulder? Anyway, when you are driving along to the funny little places where you people live, we're out doing a proper job, he said. It all went very well and they all went to the pub afterwards, except Pip who decided to stay behind, do the milking and lick the silage clamp clean. Everyone at Bridge Farm was completely confused as to how the news about the land sale had leaked out. Hmm, who could it be? Why they didn't (laughs) immediately assume it was Susan the bridge farm cullender, I don't know. She got a right ticking off by Pat who said, I have asked you into the house which I don't normally do because you're stuff and you have to eat your lunch perched on a milking stool while Helen throws cheese at you and lectures you on food hygiene Susan was completely unrepentant, as she always is, but I couldn't quite figure out what her opinion actually was. She managed to say she wasn't a nimby, the village needed more housing, but she was entirely against it and also entirely for it. Meanwhile, Sausage Boy and Helen are already spending the money they haven't got yet. Helen went to get inspiration from Felpersham Cathedral, which seemed slightly grandiose. It'll be the first cheese shop with in-house choir stall. Anyway, it's all sounding slightly dubious now. Justin seems to have gone off the boil and was pretending to be on the phone with Singapore when Sausage Boy rang, panting, to say, Yes, please, Uncle Justin, can you be my real daddy? He was elbowed out of the way, though, by Horrible James, who was helping himself to the contents of Justin's pockets in return for going a nice long way away Freddie and johnny the intellect vacuum are back from the festival bringing with them a septic eyebrow and probably a large dose of the clap Freddie said he'd had an epiphany at the festival it was his first epiphany ever and it was with a girl called bonnie well i presume it was a girl with a name like bonnie it could have been a golden retriever anyway Freddie showed his true colors by kicking johnny out of his own tent and spending all the money on drugs and didgeridoos so they couldn't get home when they did eventually make it back, he was greeted with the words, my God, that looks really nasty, I think it's got septic, but I wasn't entirely sure which part of his anatomy he was showing everyone. Lily had been convinced Freddie was fine the whole time. Call it twin tuition, she said irritatingly, or twat tuition, possibly. <laughs> it's times like this I really miss Nigel, said Elizabeth. He could have understood Freddie, what with his Prince Albert and everything. Okay. Anyway, Elizabeth had a big chat with Freddie. Education is preparation for life, said Elizabeth. No, it is not. Education is learning how to write on one side of the paper only. The sound effects people got a bit bored this week as no one went riding, so they didn't get to do any coconutting. So instead, they decided to concentrate on getting very, very specific with drinks sound effects. Lillian was chatting to Justin, there was a tinkle of ice, and I thought, hang on, that's not a gin and tonic. And I was right, it was a pim's. So that either means they are a bunch of perfectionists or I am an alcoholic. I'm mm. hoping Jimmus will develop an obsession with Gibson Martini so someone's got to work out how to impersonate a cocktail on Onion. Everyone's favourite couple, the appalling James and Leonie, came to visit with Baby Mango. They bust up Linda's party with a gigantic row so that the scriptwriters could have a lovely mother-in-law war again. James trotted back to Mar. He's not allowed to use Lillian and Justin's bathroom, though, because it's too full of Preparation H and denture fix. Oh, can we not have any more chats with Rex and Anisha running? All I can hear is a lot of nylon rubbing against each other and heavy breathing. It's like being in the tent with Freddie and the Golden Retriever. Anyway, Rex finally decided to stop acting like an in-betweener and asked her out on a proper date with food and talking and then ruined it by saying, you book it, I don't know where. But... I have had my own epiphany. Only a small one. Maybe an epiphanet. Lillian does actually now need to run away with Matt. Yes, he may be a crook. Yes, he may be a shifty arsehole. Yes, he may be crooked as a curly-whirly. But he never, ever patronised Lillian. He recognised her as being an equal. Justin's lying and patronising to Lillian, paying off her son and lying about it, making her look like a total arse in front of her family by not telling her about Bridge Farm. So I say... Ditch him. Drop him like an 80s avocado bathroom, sweet Lillian. And although I'd like to recommend that you get on with your life yourself without a male crutch, that's about as likely as you joining the temperance movement. So in the meantime, hook up with lovely, criminal, dodgy, funny Matt. Hello, pusscat.
4: The end. <laughs> well, you, you ended that on a bit of a bombshell there. Why? I, I,
0: do you well, not agree?
4: I sort of do. And he's got Bentley.
0: <laughs> i always wonder where... <laughs> You know, well, I'm, we've had I prefer Rolls Royce, as you, you know. You have to stop but, um, going out with men just because of their cars.
4: Oh, sorry. Well, Mini Where Metro just doesn't you. doesn't measure up for me. <laughs> well, that yeah, was yeah. very good this week.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I'm
4: very, 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 very. Uh, there were quite a few sore points in it. I thought
0: mm, piercings, etc. Yes. Um. I don't, but don't you think though that he hasn't told? He's making Lillian look like an ass. You know, yeah. I know I know Matt did too when he legged it off to Russia with half her savings. He always was on Lillian's side against the rest of the village. It was those two against everybody else.
4: Mm. He's and only now, on his own side. Yes, if
0: exactly. Exactly. And, and, if and he can you
4: can use know. Lillian to uh to, to bolster that yep. albeit. Yeah. And all for the better. But um, I vacillate with justin sometimes i think oh he's done the right thing and i you know, the, the bit where the where the two boys turned up to Damara capital yeah and he was just a bit knowing and taking the mickey a little yeah. bit but he was always going to help them out and i thought oh yes i like that but then yes you're paying off james mm. but then again quite frankly i'd pay james quite <laughs> uh, a yes. lot of money to bugger off as far as he could so
0: when your partner asks you a direct question you don't lie you say yes, I gave I thought he might I gave him some money to help him court and win Leonie back again. Yeah. Which is ostensibly why he did give the money. That that at least is a is a is a reasonable excuse, but just to go no nope. you know, and then and then to have the whole village talking about what her partner's doing and she doesn't know. You know, it's terrible.
4: Yeah, to start start with fibs like that and keeping stuff from her, keeping her in the dark. Yeah. It doesn't bode well and it's gonna build up to Something much more than this, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And and it is that kind it'll be Andrea, I told you, under the desk fixing his router. But I do think <laughs> though that there's 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 kind of something patronizing about it, you know, when he's kind of saying, I just want to protect Lillian, keep her away from all this and you think, You sound like Rob. It's not about that, it's just easier for you if he's not there. Just tell the yeah.
4: truth. She doesn't need protecting from anything, no. does she?
0: No. And the fact that he thinks she does means that really? you know he's got he doesn't got her right
4: that's what i was just about to say he hasn't he, he hasn't got um her metal has he he no. doesn't know what she's made of no nope. oh well mostly we'll see botox how it worked, to be out. honest but <laughs> oh yeah well
0: <gasps>
4: yes and oh that oh god the showdown between oh, linda and so... lillian
0: i was enjoying it until she said mm. that's something you can't comment on and then I thought, oh, Lillian, what have you done? But I loved and her she response. though. Yeah, absolutely. It could have, she could have just fronted it out, but she and she just went, oh God, because she sort of, she realised, oh God, I've, you know, buggered, I shouldn't have done that. And now she yeah. now she's in the wrong and she's got to go and apologise and all that.
4: Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I like Lillian, is that she's, she, she can be impulsive. Mm. She does like a gin and tonic, nothing wrong with that. And she likes blokes, you know, nothing wrong with that either. Uh, mm. But, um, She does have a a moral compass and Mm. a bit of backbone. And Mm. when she makes mistakes, she knows she's made a mistake and she's happy to admit that.
0: Well, she owns it, doesn't she? Yeah. Which I can't imagine Justin ever doing. Matt does, you know. Matt came back and went, oh, yep, sorry, I stole all your money and ran away. (laughs) Sorry!
4: That's (laughs) a bit different though, isn't it? That's dismissive. Yes. Yeah, I did it, but I don't give a shit.
0: (laughs) probably do it again give it up a chance as well. oh,
4: good god yeah i think that's what he's working on i think he's working on <laughs> nicking justin's money and yes. latif's
0: yes i just cannot mm-hmm. get over how anybody would think that a race course in costa rica doesn't sound like the shiftiest mr mcshifty of shifty town you know it's yeah. just the, the like... most prone to 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 dishonesty on every scale
4: yeah, it's like a pork pie shop outside a synagogue, isn't it? You just don't believe <laughs> that that this kind of thing exists.
0: <laughs> and and just the kind of the, the the fact that this is his idea of of going straight, you know.
4: <laughs> you just think, <laughs> yes. oh mad, get involved oh. in the dodgiest yes, industry. Yes, exactly. Let's that find is legal. He,
0: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Ugh.
4: Mr. Shifty, isn't he? But yeah. the other thing is, speaking of the Bentley, as we were earlier. Mm. Why, why? He's he's whose money is that? Back, yeah, but he's been back in 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 the the series what, two months. Yeah, something like that, and he's living in a hotel. Yeah. So, well he flies over, lives in a hotel, and buys a Bentley. <laughs> okay, I mean, how do you? I, I don't understand that. They haven't really thought this through.
0: No, no.
4: When, with, when they ask what? you for your, you know, when you, even when you insure it, and they ask you for the, you know, your insurance details and your uh, address, you can't say gay grey can you?
0: I'm living in a hotel and I'm investing in a race course in Costa Rica. <laughs> yes, you sound like a great bet. We'll put you down, yes. Yeah.
4: But I, th- I think it's probably a second-hand Bentley, though. Do you think? Not that I'm a snob, but yes, I think it probably is. A Continental GT, second-hand. right. Formerly owned by a footballer, a disgraced footballer. I did like like
0: it though when James was going about. Well, this is the problem when you've got a prestigious car like an Audi, and then he goes, "Nah, mine's in the one next door," (laughs) (laughs) and he just went, "You've been, you've got a." (sighs) Oh Oh, God, James is so horrible. Now, two plot things I do not understand this week, so I'm hoping you can, you can. uh, Okay, let me pour a
4: glass of wine so I can.
0: So you're at full strength.
4: Yeah. Right, They're one, poor,
0: could you understand whether Susan actually liked or didn't like the new house proposal? Um,
5: yeah. Or, or was it all well, smoke
0: and mirrors? It's like arguing with a teenager, where you say, I've just read your text messages, how very dare you... It is. And yeah, they go, know, what, you, what are you what doing? She, reading thinks, my text messages?
4: She, she just was caught, she, crossed because she was caught she out. So. To, she said, she, one, she said... I'm not a gossip, and you're, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you're not self-aware either, are you, Susan? <laughs> so the thing is, she just lives. She's Sky News of uh, or the Huffington Post of Ambridge, isn't she? Yeah. So she grabs hold of any little titbit, and she will spread it thin and or thick and wide. Mm-hmm. So I don't think she actually has necessarily an opinion, but she feels she has to have an opinion, so she, <clears throat> she can then. Spread that That's opinion. A, and right. Spread the news.
0: Okay, so it was just I thought you ought to know, rather than yeah, yeah just yeah. guess what I've heard. Because okay. she lives
4: in a in a in a house that they built anyway, so it would be spectacularly hypocritical for yes. her not to be in favour of true. building new houses.
0: Now the other thing is, this word popped up that you you said earlier that mm. it was a farrago. Oh yes. Now. I've looked up, and I'm going to look it up again just to make sure that I'm okay. not going around the bend, the word Farrago. Oh, a confused mixture of fact and myth.
4: Oh, okay. Well, that's sort of how I...
0: But it's not because how it's... they did it, because Lillian described something at the, the party as a Farrago.
4: Okay. And that should have been, do well, not even it... a fiasco. No,
0: it was like a cross between a fiasco, a Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> and a virago as in a shrieky woman, which is what and a folder like, on, yes. <laughs> and a fold up envelope, so yes, I really i d that that word was was very peculiar and made me have to go off and 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 look it up, but that's probably because I am a little bit anal, and there was one more thing mm-hmm. that didn't make sense to me, but no, I can't find out what it was. Well.
4: That stupid bloody building that that Bridge Farm now think they're going to build with half a million quid.
0: (laughs) Yes, the the stupid building, half a million quid is going to get them about the floor, I think. Yeah. And also, they haven't got planning yet. They haven't got this. They haven't even signed the thing yet.
4: Barely got a business plan together. You're not going to. How are you going to be able to pay back uh, the, the building costs on a half million pound super space barn that they're going to build <laughs> with just space a, a bloody how to make cheese yeah. <laughs> night school. No one gives a flying Wensleydale about it, do they? I mean, it's just ludicrous. I mean, So there's 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 cheese woman and sausage boy mm-hmm. and they're supposed to be entrepreneurs and they haven't got the first bleeding clue about no. making money. You don't no. make money by just chucking. 500 grand at something you don't need yes they might as well buy two of those houses and, and rent one of them out to uh daryl yeah and, and one out to emma
0: and, who's yeah. already expressed an interest quite yeah
4: anyway there's more of that coming later i think
0: and also the the way that they that um uh justin and anthea behaved about do you remember in the older days when 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 you when you ask before mobiles, when you asked someone if you could borrow their phone and you said mm. it's, it's only a, it's only a local call or it's only yes. it's very short. Of a phone. They were behaving like that. I thought it's business. It's bloody free. Just they're only ringing someone in sodding, you know, lower locksley. It's fine. But the weather, oh, well, it's only for it's only for company business, you know. And I thought flaming Henry. Like yeah, I
4: think he was playing them Ridiculous. along a little bit there. But Anthea, Anthea is like that though, isn't she? Yes. She's very much by the book. I um, mean she she was practically running uh well, practically telling Lillian what to do when when she worked for Amside.
0: Well she was running it because Lillian yeah. li, Oh Lillian, did you hear that this week Lillian did go off and um and look at a property?
4: You yeah, she's she checking someone out. <laughs> checking someone out. Which means she's got to find new tenants.
0: Yes. Who could that
4: yeah. be? I don't know. I hope I hope they didn't ruin the carpets. That's all I can say. Uh,
0: um shall we do the calls now?
4: I think we should. Hello,
1: Ambridge 3962.
0: Who have we got first? We have
6: got Photo Voltage. Ah, Hello, Lucy Royfield and all the Dumpty Photo Voltage here. I've been listening to Dumpty Dum for a couple of months. It keeps me sane and awake while I'm driving around the country at weird times. I'm a traveling salesman of sorts, so I listen to the Archers on the iPlayer and your podcast in the car and on the plane as I wend my way around Europe selling my wares. As I'm a first-time caller-innerer, I hope I've got all the rules covered. Uh, It's photo voltage on the Twitters. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what I am, hopefully not a titchy knob. I've been listening regularly to the Archers for a couple of years. Uh, I seem to remember lots going on with Tiger and Pusscat, something about a broken arm and Linda Snell's relatives, Coriander and Mungo, it uh, sounds like a bad salad. I'm afraid I haven't got a a dumpty dog or a, a cat to share uh, i have got some lovely children who groan very loudly whenever the tones of barwick green float into the car over the airwaves so here's my uh, plot prediction it's a uh, bridge farm bonanza uh, i think the rest of the bridge farmers will uh, convince or maybe overrule tony and sell up to justin and uh, that this will lead to feuds Kirsty will snub helen with her newly rekindled eco warrior status which is just too at odds with the uh, development. The Brookers bunch will take serious umbrage at this uh, branch of the Archers clan coming good after just forking out to replace Tony's precious Angus's. Tom will be annoying and indignant as usual, and Josh will swipe the beloved Fordson tractor and flog it on his website while making Rex do all the dirty work. Of course. Uh, I think Tom will go all Borsetshire hillbillies and rock up at his new fermented food shed in a biodiesel-powered Ferrari. <laughs> in other news, I think Freddie might have got something else to remind him of his wild weekend on the Isle of Wight, other than a septic eyebrow. Uh, will Bonnie resurface in Ambridge in a few months' time with a little bundle of joy for uh, little Lord Loxley and his didgeridoo? I did enjoy the election double entendre, but they uh, need to give it a rest with all the uh, Brexit bollocks. Uh, Thank you all for a very entertaining podcast and keep up the good work.
0: We haven't got a travelling salesman photo voltage or our first one. And um, you got everything right apart from you sailed over the two-minute call limit, but that is excused as you are a newbie. Um, So he reckons Krusty will snub Helen... I'd completely forgotten that, mm-hmm. that they've just paid them all that money for the Anguses and now they're going to be rolling around on, you know, rolling around naked on £50 notes, aren't they?
4: Yeah. Well, it's got to fall through, hasn't it, don't you think?
0: But why is Justin suddenly backing away and going, oh, well, I'm on the phone to Singapore, I can't talk to you? Do you think he's had it valued and it's a lot less?
4: Oh, I, I, no. I think he's. this is what businessmen do, isn't it, that they... Um...
0: He was nice while he was trying to usher them into it. And then he got them into it. And now they're not. Yeah.
4: yeah. It'd be very much like Brexit negotiations, won't it? Right. That. um, No
0: one knows what the fucking hell is going on. Do you mean like that?
4: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Um, I think, yeah. yeah, Well, once they've agreed to it, there's going to be some tough bargaining. He's not going to throw money away if he doesn't have to. No. But uh, Matt's right. Matt, Matt says, well, you need to. Find out actually how much it's worth, or are other yeah. people who will pay more?
0: yeah that's crazy. Mm. they just they're so bound over at bridge farm. they're so they're so bound up with their own ideology and their their yeah. their terror of doing anything ethically wrong that they just make really stupid they make very quick and stupid decisions, don't they?
4: Yeah, exactly. And um it, it always goes wrong, and they always live to regret it. and this is what's going to happen again um although I, I can't quite work out what's going to go wrong but um hmm maybe clive Horribin will move into <laughs> to one of the houses <laughs> or rob rob would buy one of the houses <gasps> no
0: he wouldn't sell it to him no he wouldn't yes he would but, he bloody it, hired him wouldn't he didn't well,
4: he yeah he bloody hired him and he'll be an estate agent that's yeah. that's, that's selling yeah. the house
0: Hello, Helen. Oh! Um, now, will Bonnie appear with a little tent peg of her own, do we think?
4: Either that or, as you said, a dose of the clap.
0: I cannot. We cannot. Ha- I, don't, I don't like this soapy tropey that everybody that ever has one one night stand immediately gets pregnant. Um, yeah. So I don't believe that's going to happen. And I think if you go to Glastonbury, you go with an entire rucksack filled with condoms. Um...
4: Especially at their age. I yes, mean...
0: exactly. Uh,
4: uh, it's drilled into them so yeah. to speak <laughs> <laughs> mm, interesting technique but
0: but oh my god that that look freddy sometimes i feel sympathetic to freddy and other times i want to pull off his own head and make him eat it and i think that's the stage that i'm at now i think he's being unbearable and and you know poor old um uh, Johnny having to put up with him all weekend. He was like being strapped to a lunatic, wasn't it? He was just making really <laughs> dim decisions, and, and Freddie was, was sort of. I mean, Johnny was kind of going, "All right, then, yeah, I'll do that. Then, yeah, what?
4: Yeah, but you know, he had his dirdle door moment, didn't he? And he you've did. got to you've got to congratulate the man for that.
0: Everybody needs their door dirtled whenever they can get it. <laughs>
4: Oh, I quite enjoyed that coincidence. And, and I thought the interesting uh, thing was that uh, there was that, that kind of mirroring of what happened yeah. to Lizzie yeah. la- two years ago, that yeah. she uh, got down and dirty at a festival in a tent.
0: <gasps> I hope he rinsed that sleeping bag out.
4: Oh, God. Do you think it was the
0: same sleeping bag?
4: Oh, my God. I, it doesn't bear thinking about uh, no. uh, it. The map of Africa in that, that must be enormous. <laughs>
0: think she's probably set fire to that sleeping bag a long time ago she's got any sense <laughs> <laughs> um magic badger is now
7: mm. hello royfield lucy harriet and dumpty dummers everywhere magic badger here a first time caller in error contacting you from new brighton on the wirral peninsula in the northwest of england uh The Archers was always on in my house as a kid, but to my eternal shame, uh, I paid it very little attention and I've only really become addicted to it in the last three or four years, which I reckon makes me a harassment burns. Is that me? Solid and dependable, but a bit dull? Go on then, I'll take that. Uh, I'm only a few months into the Dumpty Dum podcast, but I'm enjoying exploring the archives and seeing how accurate uh, various contributors' plot predictions have turned out to be, or otherwise. I've also enjoyed Harriet's wonderful back catalogue of Shambridges, which I'd previously been unaware of, having misheard Royfield and thought he was saying, at Sandwiches. need to get my ears tested. I listened to Dumpty Dum, uh, weather permitting, zipping along on my bicycle. I'll send you a picture here in New Brighton, aka the Scouse Riviera. Plot predictions, nothing outrageous here. I think Lillian's deceit over the origin of Matt's gift. Uh, suggests to me she's no more ready to bin him off permanently than she is to bin off his jumble sale tat. And the romantic storylines, I do think that Rex and Pip will get it together. I think the two vets will end up mating. And uh, perhaps controversially, I think Roy and Kirsty will get it on too. That's all for now. Was I under two minutes, Lucy?
0: Another 1st time caller-innerer. I do like this caller-innering.
4: So do I and he's a fellow cyclist so because I did 50 oh. miles I did 50 miles yesterday and in that yeah, heat. Cycling. I know are you and, mad uh, so- what are you mad yes and cycling through uh, the villages and oh god all, all the farms funny enough smelt like the worst toilet at Glastonbury <laughs> they <laughs> I why do farmers uh, insist on spreading as much muck as possible just before there's a, a a terrible heat wave it was
0: because they know there's not going to be any wind
4: yeah that's true that's true but yes i i two two new caller in <laughs> this mm-hmm. week i was very excited and I, I like this chap i like i like i uh, like the cut of magic badger's jib
0: yes but we have to apologize to magic badger i'm very sorry i think you ran it you rang in um, a while ago and I didn't notice that you had rung in so I'm very sorry oh. um, so this is a bit late I think you possibly are a harassment it doesn't make you officious mm. it makes you unable to find bunting um, yes Harriet is a bloody marvel you're absolutely right she's incredible um, uh, Rex and Pip will get it together Roy no crusty. I disagree I think Rex and Anisha will get it together and Pip will be heartbroken
4: yeah, good. Serves her right. Good, and you know about... my views on Anisha.
0: I do. <sighs> yes, stop <sighs> it. Lovely
4: Anisha. Sorry.
0: Just because you got your baggy shorts on, you've not got the freedom. <laughs>
7: and what? Roy
4: and Kirsty. Yeah. Oh God. there are too many. Uh, l- too many people think that uh, these long boiling or long simmering romantic uh, situations turn out well in the end, and they don't. They're, everything just goes off the boil, or the bottom of the yeah. pan burns out.
0: Yeah. And also, she's now lived with him. So she's had to go into the bathroom immediately after he's been in there. Which means that, and you can't have, you only survive that when you have the love bit. You can't do that bit first because then you don't get the love bit.
4: Oh, you're right. He's not even in the friend zone. He's in the housemate zone.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Which only gets you anywhere if you get too tipsy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's you, never happened you, to me. She would send Roy out to buy her Tampax without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, not yeah,
4: true. Um, I've been uh, the I've been the uh, the, the bringer the of super absorbents <laughs> a number of times. Yes,
0: magic, Badget Do not end your call to me by 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 saying, <laughs> "Was I under two minutes, Lucy?" It's very depressing. <laughs>
4: right? <laughs> Don't do that. Um, now, this
0: oh, isn't, isn't that, depressing. This I is. Wonder
4: if, I wonder if that's what Freddie said to Bonnie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god I don't want to think about it <laughs> let's do Goddess Diva's very exciting call
4: oh yes let's let's
8: hello Duncy Dunn it's Goddess Diva here just wishing everybody a lovely, lovely sunny Sunday and inviting anybody who happens to be at to Green next week on Wednesday at about one o'clock at the Stone Circle come and witness me and the anarchists get married and that's pretty much all I've got to say apart from really it's after listening to the omnibus this week it's surprised I still want to get married because the men in ambush don't exactly cover themselves in glory do they twats I'm looking at you I'm looking at you Freddie Pargett what a twat Anywho, <laughs> I'm all happy and loved up and like I say one o'clock Stone Circle Wednesday on the Solstice at Glastonbury Festival. We would love for you to join us if you can. Be Dumpty Dummies. Bye. (gasps) She's
0: getting married! At the Stone Circle at Glastonbury. Where else? Well, we hope you and your anarchist will be extremely happy. I've
4: never been to Glastonbury.
0: Neither have I. I hope the Stone Circle is a nice long way away from the lavages, that's all I'm saying um but that's very exciting and it shows that despite our cynicism on this show because it has been leveled at us that we are somewhat cynical uh that mm-hmm. real love does exist so hurrah for that yes you know james I, and leona I, leone breaking up and um you know everybody in tears everywhere and and people are still getting married so hurrah for them yay auntie jean's call very quickly
9: Hello, Auntie Jean here. I have one thing to say and one thing only. Isn't James an odious little twit? End of message. See you soon. Bye. I think the answer to this Auntie Jean is,
0: yes, he is. And I think twit is a very restrained way of putting it. James is unbelievably awful. Even when he sent his mother out to go and, um, to go and, uh, 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 but when she said, I could do you an egg. And he then immediately ordered sausage, mushrooms, bacon and egg. And then she said, I can't do that. So he said, all right, then I'll have devil kidneys, silly ass. Honestly, unbelievable. (sighs) He's an appalling character.
4: One word, egregious.
0: Yeah. Uh, We have a request that came through from Jenna, who said, can this week's Mm -hmm. Dumpty Dum give some of James and Leone's history for the uninitiated meaning me, she said. Um right now, I was trying to remember li- um uh James was down staying with um ma with Lillian, Leonie and Coriander came to stay with uh Linda and Robert, and they got together. It was all quite rushed, wasn't it quite quick mm-hmm. their relationship um they yeah. Uh, and they were—they're two of the kind of um, people preferred um, James to to Leone, but they really didn't like either of them. And um, so they were sort of two grotesques getting together because nobody else wanted them. And then they came back again with this crazy idea that they were going to um, do aerial photography, weren't they, from a helicopter? Uh, oh yes, of, of um,
4: forgotten yeah. about that.
0: And this was a business that, like all Anbridge business, appeared and vanished in the space of a fortnight. Um, and Je- why, how had James broken his arm? James had broken his arm, hadn't he? Because Leonie was looking after him, but I can't oh, for the yes, life of me had, remember how he'd broken that's his what, arm.
4: What he he done.
0: No. Oh. But how had he broken it?
4: Well, um, frankly, um, I'm quite willing to break his other bloody arm at the moment (laughs) (laughs) maybe he pissed someone off and they they snapped it for him
0: um basically we haven't got a very great deal of of backstory on them apart from they're they're both hideous jenna uh which i think you could have quite happily picked that up for yourself really so i don't think we've added an awful lot Mm. um but yes unbearable twonks both so that's that um sussex shepherd
2: Evening, Royfield, Lucy, and fellow Dumpty Dummers around the world. It's the Sussex Shepherd here. I just wanted to mention a couple of things that have struck me over the last few days. Uh, Number one was the uh, fight between James and Leonie, which I thought was hilarious, made me laugh out loud. I've seen more depth in characterization in a Donald Trump tweet than in that fight. Um, and then I laughed even louder the next morning at uh, James's performance over breakfast, which reminded me really of uh, the Prince Regent in the third series of Blackadder, uh, initially demanding sausages, and then it had to be devil kidneys when sausages were found. So that really made me laugh. Um, and the second thing that occurs to me is I don't think we need to worry about Freddie. I think who we need to worry about is Elizabeth. I mean, in less time than it would take Lillian to down a G&T, she went from, I've come to understand you, and I've come to listen to you, to saying, I don't understand, and you're going to do what I say, and you must shut up and listen to me. So I think we need to worry about her. Anyway, there we go. Just my thoughts. Thanks very much. Keep up the good work. Really enjoying the show.
0: What did you think of the argument between James and Leonie?
4: God, I'm glad that I wasn't involved in it. <laughs> That's all I can say. Oh, dear. It's... um. Oh, obviously, it's it's staged and it's not that realistic. It, uh, would you have an argument like that in that social situation? I mean, obviously, some people would, but mm, but it did. It, it made me cringe greatly.
0: But also... Mainly
4: because I've been so close to that situation, but care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I didn't ever get to grips with what the problem was between them. She was saying lots of things about... um. You know, you don't understand um, uh, uh, that, that you're, you're spoiled and you and you don't listen and there's all these things that you don't understand. But she was never specific about what he'd actually done, why she'd thrown him out in the first place.
4: Well, maybe he'd asked for devil kidneys one too many times.
0: <laughs> but it was just weird. It was like an incredible amount of aggression. Not we'll to piss
4: anyone off, isn't it? But...
0: <sighs> it was a phenomenal amount of aggression based on very little. It was slightly odd.
4: But if you're not suited, eventually you start to um, rub each other up the wrong way, so to speak, and everything falls apart.
0: Yeah, but uh, I mean, and
4: that's obviously what's happening.
0: I don't really, I didn't really see why he came down at all.
4: Well, because uh, to keep up appearances.
0: But they did; they clearly they said, didn't care about that, did they?
4: Well, not when they got there. No. No. Uh, if they want them to break up, they want them to break up.
0: Um, let's do. Um, who should we do now? Blyde Spirit.
9: Hello, Dumpty Dum, blind spirit calling. Well, I just wanted to pick up on a few things from last week's Dumpty Dum. I've only just listened to a whole two weeks of The Archers myself. Um, About Freddie and the O-level business, I am wondering about this because I appreciate that Elizabeth might be in the wrong to push him if he's not academic, but surely he needs his English and his maths. In order to present evidence of literacy and numeracy. And he would have to do that for any job. I mean, it's really damn difficult to get a job if you, you know, a decent job if you don't have those two qualifications. Yeah, he's going to have a shitload of inheritance. Perhaps he doesn't need to worry, but surely just getting those basic qualifications down would be a really good idea. As for town planning, which you discussed with um, Robert last week and Lucy, um, in my experience, the town planners I know have either done a degree in planning and uh, urbanism or they've done a geography degree and then they've gone into planning departments after that. So if this storyline is going to go anywhere, that little nugget that um, that was planted at some point and Freddie is going to go into town planning, he's going to need he's going to need that maths. O level. He's going to need a hell of a lot more study. And quite frankly, if he isn't willing to do it, he ain't going to get there. My main uh, thing this week, though, was the conversation between Susan and Pat and the way that Pat gave her such an easy time over um, the revelations and the gossip about what was going on at bridge farm. I'll make this short. If Susan was my employee, I would be giving her a major bollocking over what she's done. And I think that Pat really should have done the same. When you're employed by someone, you do not go spreading business and you certainly don't do it on the basis of hearsay when discussions and deals are in process and even after that there is a duty of confidentiality for me that would be verbal warning territory and quite frankly because i dislike susan so much i think she'd probably be out on her ass but anyway that's it from me i'm going to go back to this glorious sunshine i hope everyone's enjoying the summer and hopefully we'll speak again with you soon cheers now bye
0: i could not believe that she hadn't been fired because surely she's broken industrial confidentiality
4: yes yeah she has and um and she was a bit arsey in when she was taken in to be taken down a peg or two. Yeah. She was yeah. argumentative and oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I, I, oh, I, oh no ugh. As as someone who has to manage people, I Yeah. Oh, people are terrible. <laughs> oh they can be. No offence to anyone I work with. No offence to people um, in general. But people are awful, and they I, I loathe them, and 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 that's why I listen to the Archers, so I can have my <laughs> my lack of faith in humanity uh, confirmed, justified Weak <laughs> and week after. <laughs> but yeah, I would have, I would have kicked her ass out of Bridge Farm. I mean, she than, could faster she, than you can say pasteurised milk.
0: She could, she could E. coli. She could have jeopardised <laughs> yeah. a million pound deal, couldn't she? Yeah. As it turns out, she's probably jeopardised a £1.95 deal. But, you know, <laughs> it could have been a million pounds. And, um, you know, and she's, like you said, she's blithely unconcerned. All she wants to get across is, well, you shouldn't have done things without telling me first. That seems to be our only kind of, you know, justification yeah. for it. It's just extraordinary. And I thought Pat was, um, was remarkably... Uh, I think if it had been Tom or Helen, you yeah. know, they would have absolutely ripped her to bits. But... Pat seemed to be quite sort of low key and and Pat and um, Tom and Helen don't seem to have commented on it at all. And they're usually, I mean, you know, Tom loves nothing better than going off in a in a big bang full of self-righteous indignation, doesn't he?
4: Oh, he's really getting on my proverbials at the moment. Is he? Why? Well, he's just, he's got it in for everyone, hasn't he? And and he's still, still on at the Brookfield lot, isn't he? And every, every little dig and comment yeah. that he can get in, he's making it. And you just think, Just drop it, mate, and get on with the rest of your life.
0: But this was the week his baby was supposed to be born.
4: Oh, all right, yeah. Mm, Fair (laughs) enough.
0: (laughs) I'll just saddle up my high horse now and canter off into the sunset.
4: (laughs) You do that.
0: (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he... uh, he does. Tom always. Do, but did you hear um, Kirsty when she was saying to him about? I can't believe you're the same person who trashed GM crops with me and everything. And she, he said everyone makes mistakes, and she went completely nuts. And you know, he, he is trying his hardest to now be a grown up, isn't he?
4: Yeah, but quite frankly, I'm 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 annoyed by Kirsty's holier than thou mm. eco warrior hippy dippy yeah. nonsense. Uh, yeah, I, I. I have quite quite a few views on GMO crops, and, and they are that right. Organics, for a All right, I'm getting on my high horse now, my scientific <laughs> high horse. We cannot feed the whole world if we purely farm organically. It means that, uh, and people have worked it out. You can you can feed about seven billion people if you farm organically. Now, in twenty years, there'll be nine billion people on this yeah. planet. So two billion people have got to starve to death if you want to eat organically. Because of uh, various, various uh, climatic changes and uh, running out of la- uh, we've run out of land as well. So we have no more agri- agricultural land to, to grow crops on. So you then have to come in, into the into the uh, you have to come to the, the, the conclusion that you you must grow things more efficiently and the only way you can do that is by genetically modifying them so that so that they will fail less so that they will be more productive yeah, otherwise quite a lot of us are going to die.
0: you know you were saying that um since you've started doing dumpty Dum, you've you've got a load of um listeners now who are very fond of you and all that sort of thing
4: yeah, I've just pissed you're, on you're that probably from a great haven't height
0: more <laughs> <laughs> well
4: I so be it
0: i think an awful lot of people talk about gm crops without actually knowing what they're talking about i think it's all every i think i think it lent itself very very beautifully to sort of the you know the franken carrot and yeah. and that yeah. they've they've got this inbuilt gm crops have got this inbuilt um stop thing so that they die after four years so you have to buy another lot and all this sort of urban myth stuff that was that yeah. was sort of propagated haha and um yeah i think i think that probably the people that pontificate about it don't know as much as they could do i don't mean you
4: yeah hmm. no well i don't know mu- as much as i could do obviously i'm talking out the top of my hat but um <laughs> i do sort of want humanity to continue
0: yeah it would be good wouldn't for it? a
4: little while yeah well at least until christmas
0: not james though
4: Oh, no. Well, he's not humanity, though, is he? He's not human. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Quite frankly.
0: (laughs) I think that is the end of the callers. Yes, it is.
1: Mm. Is it? Mm. Oh, well. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
9: Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ryan
2: Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. In an uncertain world, there is always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people to the backdrop of great tunes and allocate 15 minutes to both.
9: I mean, I was eight years old, interesting, the same age as the uh, Dragon King's daughter when she comes out of the sea. But um, well, what was happening to me when I was eight years old was that I was at the hands of a paedophile in um, in a classroom for a year. And. Awesome. Yeah. Um, for me, I well and I think the reason that I somehow managed to, to win in the end is that for me it's about an economy of the three things that bring a song together.
2: Catch up with me speaking to friends and interesting people every Friday afternoon on Friday 15, which you can get of course from a podcatcher of your choice.
0: Hello, I'm Lucy and this is Walkie Talkie. I walk my dog, Basil, uh, pretty much every day in a foresty bit of London. Um, I have been doing so for about four years and I meet people that, as a dog walker you talk to people. if your dogs get on, you tend to just you say, which way are you going, can I come with you? And you just sort of amble along. And you can end up having the most extraordinary conversations. Partly because uh, you are walking side by side and facing front, so there's no embarrassing eye contact. If things get a bit heavy, if someone starts talking about something that they find emotional or difficult, then you can always divert your attention onto the dogs and relieve the tension a little bit. We've seen, as a group of dog walkers, we've seen um, people get pregnant, have children. We've seen people whose dogs have become ill and died. And the owner says, "Oh, I can never have another one. And then in a couple of months time, they appear with a puppy and everyone's delighted to see them. And um, we've seen people's marriages break down, new romances start. It's a lovely way to start your morning. It never fails to give me something, something nice to think about, something interesting to think about, even if it's not nice. And having a dog is a sort of a, a universality, really. The people aren't all like me, as I hope you'll realise over the course of the series.
7: Leading up to the 1860 election, in walks a gentleman by the name of Abraham Lincoln, who is the Republican candidate. The Republicans to the South re- represent the ending of slavery. And Lincoln, despite the fact that his sentiment was always in the beginning to preserve the Union rather than to abolish slavery, becomes the lightning rod of anti Southern sentiment. And he ends up winning the election in 1860 with no support from the South.
5: The Guardian, Manchester, Tuesday, November 20th, 1860. Summary of news, Foreign. The details respecting the presidential election furnished by the New York journalist, not complete. But they not only assure us of Mr. Lincoln's election, but show that the Republican Party has obtained far more than the requisite number of votes for his return. It is calculated that New York, Pennsylvania, the New England states, New Jersey, and the Northwestern states give him 171 electoral votes, or 19 more than the majority required for the election, the total number of electoral votes being 303. It is not improbable, too, that this majority may be further swelled by the result of the elections in the Pacific states of Oregon and California. We have no account of the manner in which the Southerners have received the intelligence of Mr. Lincoln's election. The next advices will no doubt be filled with fierce Southern declamations and protest, but it's not very likely that any Southern states will do anything mere than talk loudly about succession.
1: Listen to the first show exclusively on Mixcloud today and subscribe to us on iTunes from Washington to Obama. 10 American Presidents, the new podcast from Royfield Brown.
4: I think now we should have a little bit of a look at Facebook with the captain of the Yokel First Eleven, Mr. Yokel Bear.
3: Hello Dumpty Dum, it's Yokel Bear here calling with the social media roundup. And first of all, a big congratulations to Naked Fingers, who lost his Dumpty Dum virginity last week. You did really well, and I really empathised with you about the whole thing, you know, the search for love. Yeah, single here too. Um, So if there's any Dumpty Dum gentlemen out there... I am single and ready to mingle. But enough of my disaster of a love life. Um, let's get on with the social media stuff. And talking of disasters, we started the week on Facebook talking about Freddie. Uh, what do you do with a boy like Freddie, eh? Um, is he a spoilt brat? Or should we have some sympathy for him? Gerard Pearson said, the poor sod has been... ...pushed into resit after resit... ...and Luke Hannington says... ...I think he's depressed... ...he's got no interest until recently few friends... ...uh... ...he thought that going to the Isle of Wight Festival... ...was the best thing Freddie could do... ...um... ...and losing his virginity as well... ...but... ...as long as he used protection... ...um... Fiona Griffin said she expects him to be the same as his sister, um, but he's very immature. But then again, Lizzie's behaviour is often self-absorbed and careless as to the consequences. Yeah, I agree. And also, Lizzie, well, she wasn't very mature when she was younger, was she? Um, Hannah O'Brien said uh, he seems like he was on the verge of a panic attack when he went into the exam hall. I think, to be honest with you, yeah, he is a bit of a brat. He is a bit entitled, but I think Lizzie's pushing him way too hard. Um, and I think this is the Isle of Wight was, um, you know, the the bit of the uh, comeback there. We did have a a brief thread about what um, should be Freddie's punishment. Joanne Smith said, uh, Freddie should be made to take a part-time job to pay back his mother. Um, Luke Hannington again said, give him a good hug, listen to what he says and send him to therapy. However, Trina Hollis had a completely different view. She said, beat him with an inch of his life and lock him in the cellar. Um, Yeah, Trina, that's a little bit harsh, but you know, whatever. Um, we also talked about uh, a little bit about Lily I quite like Lily yeah, I said, on the for- I said on Facebook, you may now cast your stones. I now officially like Lily. Robin Wynne agreed with me and said, I'm 100% um, Team Lily. And the Archers is trying to up their feminism game with some strong, independent young women. Uh, also Team Anisha. Yeah, I think so. Um, Pete Ransom didn't agree with me. Talk about casting stones. He said he was going to launch a boulder at me. Ooh, I'm going to have to duck out of the way. We also talked about um, Susan. Was she right to go blabbing off her mouth? Um, a lot of people, Nicholas Barnes, um, Dewar, um, and Paul Dishman, thought that Pat should have disciplined or sacked her. Um, but Denise Tomlinson said, Radio Carter was superb. Self-awareness nil, self-righteousness 100% fabulous. Um, and um, Al Williams said, I totally admire Susan Pat thinks she is so superior and talks down Susan, but Susan is having none of it. Go, Susan! I do like Susan. We've also had threads about James and Leonie, and to be honest with you, I can't bring myself to talk about it. I think they're both so awful. So go and have a look at those as well. We also asked whether Kirsty, um, you know, is um, Kirsty becoming the new moral guardian of the um, of the village. Um, Lynn Moore said, Kirsty is seeing things in black and white. Reminds me of a self-righteous teenager. And she thought she would be appalling as a wildlife campaigner. Um, but Julia fills, uh, Phil Cell Chapman said, in theory, Ambridge desperately needs affordable housing. People like Ed and Emma have zero chance getting on the property ladder as it is. Yeah. We also talked about Tom as well. Um, is Tom losing his principles? Um, Al Williams again said, When Tom battles with his conscience, he always wins. Um, and <laughs> Alice Andrews said, Tom and Helen's pickled vegetable cauldron and cheese making experience sounds like a shit factory do you know what that whole fermented food thing yeah just don't get it um but there's also loads of other stuff we've had so much stuff on the facebook also as well on the forum there's some really good threads but there's one about um whether um rex prefers anisha to pip now um and andrew horn said um pip will sweep in um and so I see the doubt in Rex's mind he will dither as ever and Anisha will just stop it all so yeah I agree with that anyway I'm almost out of time okay cheerio bye thanks Bear. Lucy can
4: we have it was very kind about me thank you Lucy can we have your (laughs) tweets of the week please
0: we can uh Sempera Libra who's very funny said um uh when it was we were hearing freddie and uh johnny off their proverbials in a tent in um uh, at the festival uh she said oh imagine those two lads in the studio in birmingham shouting all this completely sober while a middle-aged man plays house samples <laughs> <laughs> i think that was what That's made exactly it pr- what happened. yeah it, does, it makes it particularly cringy that you know there's people are standing around watching yes anyway um, CrossFox said Mungo never had much of a chance not since he's been called Mungo
4: no (laughs) nail on the head there
0: (laughs) as Bertie Worcester said my god there's some raw work pulled at the font Jeeves anyway um, uh, Tri Barak who is um, currently on holiday uh, was listening to Pip banging on about the relief milking and said oh Milking in Winkley or winkling in Milkley—it's all the same <laughs> to me.
4: <laughs> There's been some good tweeters this week.
0: They have, they have. Uh, Stephen Stephen Perkins just put, when uh, uh, he- uh, Helen was showing Tom the um, uh, the research she'd done into the into the potential buildings um, for mm-hmm. the cheese emporium, uh, she said he said. Um, I've saved a few pictures of timber-framed commercial buildings in rural areas. Hashtag sext <laughs> <laughs> They are the single most boring pair of siblings, those two, aren't they? Oh, They're oh, like, yes. when you're at a family wedding, all the younger people would be going, no, 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 it's all right, we'll sit with Auntie Nellie. just don't put us on the table with Helen and Tom. <laughs> oh. No, no. Wow. Yeah,
4: I mean, it, it got to a point where I did have uh, sympathy and empathy, With Helen, but mm, I think I've lost it all. And (laughs) definitely with Tom.
0: It is amazing how quickly your patience with her ebbs away, I have to say. Um, And this is an observation that stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, oh, my God, this is our tweet of the week. Made of sand. I still think Matt sounds like Roland
5: Ratt.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So who's Kevin the gerbil then?
0: Lillian. No, Tom! <laughs> Sausage boy! Tom!
4: Definitely Tom.
0: <laughs> I think we should now call him Roland Matt.
4: <laughs> Roland <laughs> Matt, yes. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Do you think half the listenership don't know the hell Roland Rat is?
0: No, it's quite difficult to explain. He was awful, is the best way to describe it. Yes, it's we I was gonna say Weasley, you can't have a Weasley rat, can you? Or a ratty No, Weasley. you can't. He was yeah. um, he was on breakfast television, he was supposed to be for children, but as always with Britain he ended up being more appealing to grown-ups because they put in a lot of innuendo and a lot of sneery type jokes. Um, and he used to have this awful whiny London voice, estuary voice, and he'd go, Yay a lot, and all this sort of thing. Ooh. Yeah.
4: A bit slimy and a bit Yeah. Oh, rat like.
0: <laughs> bit matte.
4: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I will not be able to listen to Matt now without I know. <laughs> hearing the TVAM theme. Good morning, Britain.
0: <coughs> well observed, made of sand. Thank
4: you. Excellent work. That's it. There we are. Whose bit is this next?
0: Oh, it's me. I'm sorry. Yeah. If ugh. Don't get nobody loves a smart ass, Mr. Fingers. If you That's like right. to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button
4: on the site, or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. Remember to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe. On the site or call 0203 031 3105 to leave a message. You can find Lucy and Royfield on Twitter at Dumpty Dum, and I am at Naked Fingers.
0: And that's all. Goodbye.
4: Can I have my money now? <laughs> 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 well, we got through that, didn't I'll we? I'll fight yeah. you
0: for the pound ninety-five we get. <laughs> from,
4: I'll take the 95 from... <laughs> You can have the, the £1. Pound. <laughs> Woo-hoo!
0: Uh, yes, I don't. Won't know get a Bentley with that, will I? Go- Not really. This is going to be a bit of a jigsaw job for Roy, I think, piecing it all back together again. Has your life changed since you have done Dumpty Dum?
4: Well, I'm certainly getting a lot more tweets. Are you? Yes, people are following me, and obviously, I have. I now have adoring fans, and women of oh, a certain nice. age are, are having funny turns <laughs> at the thought of my sultry voice and. If I were to tell them that I'm now broadcasting with, with just an open shirt and, and very loose shorts on, they might they might finally flip over the edge. I don't know. <laughs> I find it very amusing. And, and the people at work. So after last week's Farago and yes. Fiasco. Yes. Um, now you t- say
0: t- Farago as well. We need to talk about that in a minute. Anyway, carry on.
4: Yeah. And oh god, I, I was oh, it felt so awful. And I just thought the consequences of this, and it's slipping out to my colleagues who might then make Hang up on, a Hang on, are we saying Roy,
0: Phil, do you need to take this bit out too? Yes.
4: Oh, for fuck's sake! You're recording You've done this. it again.
0: Aren't you? Yes, of course. We start recording as soon as we start talking.
4: All right. So anyway, so I went round and I deleted deleted DTD from their phones and then re-uploaded the uh, the new one. Right. But um. What was really nice, and I, I meant to tell you this, is that uh, one of my colleagues, Nuala, who, whom I've mentioned uh, on oh, the yes. Call of yes, yes. um, she played it to her dad, who hasn't listened to The Archers for about 10 years, but she played it to her dad, who works in radio. He uh, r- writes for radio plays and whatever. I forgot to ask his name. And he said, he said that they sound like they've been doing it for, for years. Ah! The the, the chemistry between them. And I I think that's true. We immediately picked up on each other's whatevers. uh, Because
0: we're both mad, that's
4: why. Yeah, we're both crackpot drunkards.
0: Yeah.
4: And, you know, I I guess it's because I've called in and I've listened to you. So you think you know each other anyway. And you know the the cut of someone's jib. Yes. Um, The one thing I did notice at the beginning is that um, I got carried away and I talked over you quite a lot. So I apologise for that. And I'm, (laughs) I'm...
0: Love. I work with Royfield. I'm used to it. Let's face it. Royfield and I are just a constant battle to make the other one shut up.
4: (laughs) Oh, God. What with that and my mansplaining and manspreading (laughs) last week. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, I've had some very good reaction to it. Oh,
0: good. Good, good, good. I'm pleased. I was walking through Epping Forest the other day and a woman went, Oh, oh, it's you. It's you, she said. And she was clicking her fingers at me. Oh, gosh. Trying to remember something. And I thought what's going on? I don't, I, I didn't remember her at all. And mm. I thought, has my dog sort of attempted to Roger her dog at some stage? Or, you know, <laughs> what, what could she possibly want? And then she went, you're dumpty dumb woman, she said.
4: Oh, how lovely.
0: So it's like Wonder Woman, but with archers. Um, so that was very Actually. nice. Yes. Oh,
4: good. And how and did she just recognised you from? It, uh, uh, no, okay. I'd
0: done, I'd compared a, a quiz. I'd done a quiz night. Yeah, uh, yeah, about three no it was five years ago martin and i realized and um and he knew me from that okay um but i've decided i'm going to do another archer's quiz night locally to Mm -hmm. try and raise money for the poor grenfell tower people
4: right i don't know
0: what anybody needs yet because apparently the the charity places are being deluged with um you know, physical donation in terms of mm. you know money, um, in terms of food and clothes and stuff. But there must be something, or maybe even to the firefighters charity or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and I want to do something. And oh, um, I think that's a good idea. Good
4: uh, Fireman's benevolent fund or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes, yes. So that's what well, I'm we need going to do. To do. Something. Yes. So if you want to come and read, questions oh, or Whatever you are, very welcome.
4: I'd love to because yeah. okay. we won as you know i won my like, i'll be useless yeah, but who else, were you, who quiz, else
0: but... were you tweeting to ask for the answers
4: i i wasn't expecting that i wasn't expecting you to do that i was just being you know me
0: yeah
4: which is a cheeky side <laughs> yes <Devious. song. laughs> anyway we won in the end and uh, what did you win I, I, it was a tenner we oh. just put money in the pot and then they showed oh, it out and uh then we were, did we win last week or someone? Yeah, we came third last week and there was a fiver from that. And their winnings, so I can always give our winnings to charity because you know sharing a tenner between six people isn't worth it. Uh, so I, I think I think we're going to give that to Grenfell. But over the years, and I usually do it on on Just Giving, and if I look at my Just Giving page, it tells me now that without gift aid, over the years, and it's probably four or five years, six hundred and ninety-three quid we've given wow. to charity. From I know. Yes.
0: Is, it, is there a theme or is it just general knowledge?
4: <clears throat> um, usually the rounds are themed. Uh, so okay. uh, one of our team members did the quiz this week. She wrote it. And, um, and Pauline well, then that's cheating, so, surely. Well, no, no, no. She didn't, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't tell us the answers. <laughs> For God's sake, I mean, it just looks suspicious. I admit it looks suspicious. <laughs> and every time she does it, we do win. But mm, no one's cottoned on yet. No one's cottoned on yet. But one of her rounds was uh, heroines in literature. Bloody hell. Uh, well, you know that. And Bloody hell. It was it was really mm. tough. And then another round was vaccines. And it, it, it was like reading a scientific paper, listening to the questions. So um, sometimes she aims a little high. But thats I think that's the thing in quizzes. You think, oh, that's too easy. And then so you write the quiz yeah. and everyone goes, oh, that's too hard.
0: Yeah. Somebody mm. was on Twitter the other day saying, "Can I test who?" Am I? I, I, I can't remember who it was. I've got a feeling it was Exeter Dormice. Somebody saying, "I think I've pitched my quiz wrong. Can someone volunteer to take it for me to see mm-hmm. <laughs> to see yeah. if it's?" Because he said, "I've got some of them seem to be miles too easy and some are miles too hard, and I'm not I'm not quite sure."
4: Well, you th- I think you need a range, and you need yeah. and what I don't like is when when you cannot even make a wild stab in the dark no. at the answer. Yeah. So then you you really should give a clue. Yes. In question of of what sort of people doing the
0: quiz just feel like writing bum flaps after everything because they just do not know yeah
4: yeah exactly but anyway
0: (sighs) it's like spoiling your ballot paper just write bum flaps on it
8: anyway